You are now listening to my dad's podcast. The rates of obesity in the United States are at an all-time high. Couple those rates with the most frequent surgery performed in reproductive age women, that's a cesarean section, and we're bound to have high rates of wound complications. Do negative pressure systems applied at C-section in obese women actually help to reduce those wound complications? Well, now a new randomized control trial out of my old alma mater, UT Southwestern, sheds light on that question. The results may surprise you. Let's take a look at that study next. The prevalence of obesity is at an all-time high in the U.S., and the obesity rate among women is 40%. 9.8% of those women actually have class 3 obesity. That's defined as a BMI of 40 or higher. As a result, obesity is a frequent and severe comorbidity of pregnancy. With increasing cesarean delivery rates in obese women, the rate of post-operative complications subsequently increases, specifically infectious complications and wound breakdown issues. In an attempt to reduce post-cesarean wound delivery issues, closed incision negative pressure therapy dressings have been introduced into practice. Whether or not incisional negative pressure wound therapy reduces wound morbidity is an important question for both patients and practicing physicians. There's actually limited data on the use of incisional negative pressure wound therapy in obstetrics patients, including retrospective reviews, prospective trials comparing historic controls, and small pilot studies. So the authors of this soon-to-be-released study completed an open-label randomized control trial of closed incision-negative pressure therapy in morbidly obese women undergoing cesarean delivery. This was done in order to determine the effectiveness in the prevention of post-op wound morbidity. Before we get into this new study specifics, we have to remember what we already know about wound closure specifically in the gravid patient. We know that data has shown that subcuticular skin closure seems to be better at reducing surgical site infection than does staples. Additionally, it is well established that closure of the subcutaneous tissue that is more than 2 centimeters in depth helps to prevent wound infection. In this study, closure of the subcutaneous tissue was considered standard closure. For this study, pregnant obese gravid women at the researcher's hospital who had class 3 obesity were assessed for study eligibility and offered participation. If the decision was then made intrapartum to proceed with cesarean delivery, enrolled women were randomized using block randomization. Participants were randomized to either a standard surgical dressing, which was telfa and Steri-Strips, or incisional negative pressure wound therapy upon completion of the surgery. 
All surgeons and providers were blinded to treatment allocation before the placement of either the standard dressing or the incisional negative pressure wound device. All women undergoing C-section received infection prevention measures. These included prophylactic pre-op antibiotics of 2 grams cefazolin. This was done unless the patient stated a penicillin allergy, in which case gentamicin and clindamycin were administered. This was done within 60 minutes of skin incision. Of note is that these patients who had a C-section intrapartum did not receive adjuvant therapy with Zithromax, as was recommended in the C-SOAP trial. Now, pubic hair shaving as well as an abdominal skin prep of 2% chlorhexidine with 70% isopropyl alcohol was used. In addition, all C-sections that were scheduled deliveries were given a 4% chlorhexidine wash to be used before presenting for surgery. In laboring patients and in those with ruptured membranes, group B-strep prophylaxis was used according to hospital practice as indicated. It's important to note that for this study, no pre-op vaginal preparation was used. Regarding the wound closure itself, subcutaneous tissue was closed with 3-0 plain gut if the depth was greater than 2 centimeters. The skin was approximated with subcuticular 4-0 vicryl or staples. Now, after skin closure, the surgical dressing was applied according to the assigned randomization. The standard surgical dressing included reinforced adhesive skin closures as well as a gauze adhesive bandage. Those randomized through the incisional negative pressure wound therapy received the Prevena incisional management system, which was placed according to the manufacturer's protocol. Women were then followed daily until hospital discharge. The standard group had their dressing removed per routine, usually on post-op day one. On the day of discharge, all study participants received an additional incisional exam by study personnel. Those randomized to incisional negative pressure wound therapy had their surgical dressing removed at that time unless premature removal was indicated or requested by the primary OB team. All participants were appointed to a two-week postpartum appointment to examine the incision site and were contacted by telephone 30 to 60 days after the delivery to assess whether they had a surgical site complication and whether additional emergency department or clinic visits were necessary. Additionally, a patient satisfaction questionnaire was administered. All right, before we continue, let's break this down a little bit more. Those randomized to incisional negative pressure wound therapy had their surgical dressing removed when it was day of discharge. Again, as the study reports, on the day of discharge, all study participants received an additional incisional exam by study personnel. And those randomized to the negative pressure wound therapy had their surgical dressing removed at that time. So, here's a clinical pearl. Some would say that this negative pressure system was removed too early, since some would advocate leaving it on for five to seven days. That's just a quick comment on the study design. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The primary outcome was wound complication defined as wound disruption or infection like cellulitis. A wound disruption was defined as the partial or complete opening of the deep subcutaneous space, not to include only superficial skin separation. Surgical site infection required antibiotics and wound care and required physician diagnosis conforming to the CDC guidelines regarding surgical site infection. Cellulitis required antibiotics and follow-up. Secondary outcomes were length of post-op hospital stay, readmission length of stay, number of emergency department visits, and its number of corresponding clinic visits for wound complications. When we get back, let's talk about what the authors actually found as results. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A total of 441 women underwent cesarean delivery and were randomized to receive either a standard surgical dressing or an incisional negative pressure device. Skin closure techniques, meaning staples or suture, were actually not statistically different between those who received the negative pressure wound closure compared to standard closure. There were no significant differences in the baseline maternal characteristics between the two groups, including BMI at delivery. There were also no significant differences in the surgery characteristics between the two groups. Now, on to results. Overall wound morbidity for the entire cohort was about 18%. 37 women, that's 17%, in the incisional negative pressure group, and 42 women, that's 19%, in the standard group, developed post-operative wound morbidity. Wound complications were further classified based on the CDC National Healthcare Safety Network definition for SSI. Superficial incisional infections accounted for the majority of wound complications and occurred in 61% of the standard group and 54% in the incision negative pressure wound therapy group. That p-value was not significant. There were no deep incisional infections in either group. Now, one woman in the incisional negative pressure wound therapy group developed an organ space infection and required reoperation and eventually hysterectomy. Now, the groups also did not significantly differ in the rates of wound dehiscence or cellulitis. A post hoc subgroup analysis was performed to estimate the relative effect of incisional negative pressure wound therapy compared with standard dressing on the risk of wound morbidity in these subgroups. 
Now, here's a clinical pearl. No interaction in the treatment effect of incisional negative pressure wound therapy was detected in any of the specified subgroups, and that included the type of cesarean, the type of skin incision used, whether the patient had ruptured membranes or not, whether they were in labor, even the skin closure type did not matter. Chronic hypertension, diabetes, and chorioamnionitis also found no interaction in the treatment group. So, what's the summary of results? Well, this is the first adequately powered and fully conducted RCT comparing incisional negative pressure wound therapy to standard dressing to address the efficacy in preventing post-C-section wound morbidity in women who have class 3 obesity. The authors state that the findings are significant for the following reasons. First, the use of incisional negative pressure wound therapy did not reduce the frequency of post-op wound morbidity in morbidly obese women undergoing C-section. Second, there were no patient subgroups that showed a trend towards benefit in decreasing wound morbidity with this use of incisional negative pressure therapy. So in closing, the authors conclude the use of a closed incision negative pressure wound therapy device compared with standard dressing does not significantly lower the wound complication rate in morbidly obese women undergoing cesarean birth. The study summarized here is released ahead of print in the Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology, the Green Journal, and its title is A Closed Incision Negative Pressure Therapy in Morbidly Obese Women Undergoing Cesarean Delivery, an RCT, from my old alma mater, UT Southwestern. It seems that the use of negative pressure wound therapy, according to this randomized controlled trial, does not help prevent wound complication. Now, I know people like their negative pressure wound vacs, but this RCT shows, well, maybe we should reconsider that use. We do know that closure of the subcutaneous tissue that's more than two centimeters and the use of suture material to approximate the wound, as well as the use of Zithromax in laboring or non-elective cesarean sections are all ways that help reduce wound morbidity, especially in obese patients. But specifically talking about negative pressure wound vacs, well, you'll have to decide whether you'll stick with this study findings or keep with your own opinion and perspectives. Thanks for listening for this episode of Clinical Pearls. We'll see you next time.